Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we're back. What's up, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great day. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. As you guys know, yoga has been a big part of my life the last year. I've talked about it over and over. It's really brought on a softer side to my life of being very high strung, being very go, 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 you know, doing the doing weights, doing boxing, you know, doing these like intense things, these intense activities. It's important to be able to balance out, you know, the yin and the yang. And yoga has been amazing for my mindset and just softening out and bringing balance to my life, uh, so to speak. And I really believe it's affected me and helped me grow and project me further into what I want to create. Balance is, is everything. And you need to be aware of these different things because it's easy for us to get out of alignment. And we're going to talk about all that in this conversation. But first of all, Emily Lee, who's joining us today, is my yoga instructor here in Vancouver at the Equinox. She's amazing. I always feel so great after her classes. And I found out she's an entrepreneur doing cool things. So I was like, look, come on my show. I'd love to like highlight your story and, and really dive in. And what's really cool is that since we discussed this, She's actually gone through more adversity through her, through her entrepreneurial journey, which you'll hear about, which is really cool. But so addition to her teaching yoga, she's also a master instructor at the boutique cycling studio here in Vancouver named Spin Society. And she teaches private boot camp classes as well. She will also be hosting a fitness retreat in Bali in the summer of 2020 for the first time. This will allow her to combine her love for fitness, self-care and travel. Guys, if you have a chance to do a retreat, do it. Like I highly recommend it. It's life-changing. And I love hearing people do the, put these on because collectively as a group, when you're immersed in that environment, things change. Things shift. If you want to have a shift, if you want to change your perspective on life, be around people in a great environment of high vibration for a while and things will change. So really excited for, for Emily for having that. And if you guys want to check her out after, We'll have all the information. In addition to her love for fitness, Emily is also co-founded and co-owns Conscious Cookie Co., a local cookie company that aspired to feed the world with delicious protein cookie made with real ingredients. A lot of crap out there, guys. So it's nice to see somebody developing a product that isn't full of crap and actually has some nutrients in it. So I'm really excited to dive into this story. And like I said, her, cha- her story of this entrepreneurial journey with this cookie and what's going on has actually changed a lot since we initially met. And that's what I love is that I think she was a bit concerned that because she's decided to change a few directions and how she's going, um, that she was concerned it wouldn't be as much value to the audience. And I said, look, this is going to be huge because this is the reality of the entrepreneur game. Sometimes we get on a path and we're afraid to switch directions because we set out to do something. And, and because we play by the rules of society and others, sometimes we get lost in that. So 
me and Emily dive into her story, what she's going through and the evolution of her entrepreneurial journey and what her plans are. So I hope you guys really get a lot of value from this. And as always, I've really enjoyed this and I love connecting with people, local people here in Vancouver as well. And if you guys know of any amazing stories, amazing entrepreneurs, connect them with me. I love this stuff. I love, I love connecting with people all over the world, but anybody that's in my city, I also you know, love that as well. I want to share these stories as you guys know. So, all right, everybody, that's enough of me talking. Sit back, relax, enjoy Emily Lee coming right up. And here we go. Emily, what's going on? How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're doing it. We're making it happen. Yeah. I think we booked this three months ago or something like this. <laughs> I know. It's funny because I remember when we first talked about it, I was like, why'd you book so far? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to be in January. I think like what, three months before I'm like, I don't even know what 2020 is going to feel like. like <laughs> That's me. Anyone who knows me knows like my calendar's insane. <laughs> that's good though. That's that's a good way to be. And for everybody listening, Emily's actually my yoga instructor at Equinox. So that's where we met. She's just awesome. Anybody has the chance to be able to be in her class, it's amazing. But you also do amazing other things too, which I can't wait to get into. But before we do all that, I always want to just give a bit of backstory in your own words, kind of you know, you've been on the entrepreneurial journey, you're on the fitness, the wellness journey. How did you get into all this and paint us a picture a little bit about your backstory? Yeah, I always grew up in the food industry. My parents owned a couple grocery or a few grocery stores when I was growing up. So food's always kind of been that natural, you know, industry that I moved towards, especially health, because when my parents own a grocery store, they're able, they're able to see all the different foods and all the ins and outs of the industry. So we started switching to organic. My parents' health is amazing. Like they're 60, they don't look like it. They're amazing. So we've always kind of moved in that direction, but naturally I wanted to do business in school. Mm -hmm. So I spent about six years trying to get into the, the right university and the right program. <laughs> and I just kept, you know, working towards getting my GPA as high as it could be because school was just so important to me. Mm -hmm. And then once I moved to the city to get into UBC, I fell in love with spin. I fell in love with yoga. I was going to all the fitness classes in the city. I downloaded um, ClassPass. Okay. And there's like that two-week period where you can go anywhere you want. It's unlimited. And I remember just, of course, me and my calendar, like slotting in all, all the different times so I could get to the classes that I really wanted to get to and try all of the different classes. And, and I fell in love with it. And I saw the instructors and was like, these people are doing incredible things. They're making my day feel so amazing. Hmm. I, I want to do the same thing. So I ended up connecting with Lucy Ulmer, who is the the lead co-owner, co-founder basically of Spin Society. And I remember being super nervous and I went up to her and I said, hey, I wanna be an instructor. So I did the training and it took me about three months to complete the training. Back then there was no academy, there was no set um, program. It was kind of like, okay, get on the podium and show me what you got and just just work on it. So oh, she really? took me under, yeah. So she took me under her wing and she's, shown me everything that I know. She is such a badass. You should have her on the show, honestly. <laughs> She's amazing. But uh, yeah, so I fell in love with spin and then I kept feeling myself gravitating towards a fitness industry and not so much the business side of my degree. So I ended up getting into this 
really great program called Masters of Management at UBC. Basically, you can cover your, your master's degree at the same time as your undergrad, and you just kind of overlap it. So in order to do that, I wasn't able to do my solder business degree that I really wanted to do originally. And I remember I had the two options. I got into business school and I got into the university of, or the school of kinesiology. And I remember going, oh, what should I do? Because I literally worked six years to get into the solder school of business. And then I did the kinesiology degree with a master's of management. I got into the master's of management, realized that I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it because a lot of it was honestly things I already knew because it was covering like the very bare basics of business. And I had done so many prerequisites for the solder school of business that it was everything I knew. And all I wanted to do was get on the bike or get on the mat and practice yoga and exercise. So I dropped that side of my degree and I just continued with the kinesiology degree. Mm -hmm. And then once I graduated, um, my sister, asked me to do conscious cookie so we kind of went right into that and that was about a year and a half ago in august and yeah it, it it took off really fast we just started baking in our own kitchen this is a recipe that she developed now seven years ago and when she asked me to be a part of it i said okay i need it to be plant-based because i know that's what people need and I need it to have high protein because not only is it the market that I'm in, but it's it's something that people need. I, I see all these these bars, not to bash any other companies because all companies are amazing, but you know, it's super, super high protein, very low sugar, but it still tastes good. So what's it sweetened with? Yeah. It's sweetened with it's chemicals and you know, sugar alcohols, just not the best kind of ingredients. So our whole premise of our company was to have incredibly good ingredients. We don't care if it costs more for us. We don't care if we're not making as much money. It's not about the money. It's about getting an incredible product with amazing energy out into the world. And, and so that's kind of where my life was consumed in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it blew up. So we started making them in a kitchen just in our apartment. And I kind of put on the Instagram, like both of us, my sister and I, put on our Instagram, hey, if you want to try some healthy protein cookies, let us know, $25 for six cookies in a box, DM us and we'll get it to you. And we got 100 orders in three weeks. And I remember just baking like crazy in our apartment when it was summer and it was hot. <laughs> it's like, okay, we got to get into a commercial kitchen because this is not, strangers are starting to ask for these cookies. This is not okay. <laughs> so that's kind of how it launched into an actual business. And and you know go big or go home we did it all yeah. we we got the business license we got the macros the barcode we got into body energy club vita save uh, victorious health those were our main three accounts the, the health food stores and then we just kept popping up i kept messaging and reaching out to studios in the city and saying hey we just want to come sample cookies like you don't have to pay for anything we just give your clients free cookies you know mm got ourselves out there that way, blew it up on Instagram as much as we could. And it's a great branding. Yeah. It's great. Conscious Thank cookie. It's, it's awesome. Appreciate it. They're very tasty too. <laughs> Thank um, you. So you started this journey. Like what did you guys think? Because sometimes when you start, especially when you're creating a product, like a cookie or you got to cook, you know, there's so many things. Cause I have buddies who are actually creating a cookie company and it's been like a, they've gone through a process 
Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Changing the recipe, going and finding, 100%. going to these different kitchens and trying to lock in these things and testing and then switching. And there's just all this stuff. It's crazy. Branding, you know, waiting on branding. Like what did, what did you guys think getting into it? Did you think it would just be like, what was your, did you under, did you underestimate the amount of work it would be? Or were you kind of expecting that? Because what you learn in school to what actually happens is usually a lot different, right? Right. Well, it's funny because some people say like, oh, I never expected it. But it's funny, I actually did expect it. Because mm -hmm. I remember it was like 1 a.m. or something and I, we printed out this menu with all the, we had three kinds of cookies at the time when we first launched. And I remember posting it on Instagram at 1 a.m. going, oh my gosh, here we go. Because <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew that if it if it caught on, which I knew, I knew that yeah. I know my friends, I know my network, I know my family, my, my riders, I was like, everyone's going to want these. So I kind of knew where it was going. And then I see my parents hustle. They have a business too. It's a small business. They do everything. Like they built it from bottom up. And I think that's where Stephanie and I get our entrepreneurial background in some sense, because I've seen the grind. And when my parents reopened their third store, so it used to be an IGA in Fort Langley and they reopened it as a Lee's market. So now it's our private store awesome. and it actually got burnt, burned down in, I think it was 20, 2008. Oh. And when we rebuilt the store, I was, I was so into it. And I said, dad, I want to help you. I want to help you out in the deli. And I remember getting three hours of sleep. I was in full-time school working my job at the keg as a server and also opening the store and I remember that hustle I remember that grind and it was just so rewarding especially when all is said and done and you see all the work and you know all the people that went into it and all the the love that goes into it and I thought I don't mind hustle I don't mind grind if it means that it's going into something amazing so I knew that it was going to be that way and I saw all like the you know the licensing and like all those little details that you have to wait on when you're starting a business mm -hmm. so I kind of knew what to expect I mean starting manufacturing a product is much different than opening a store so there was a lot of things i just kind of had to roll with it like google like googling everything calling the helpline of all the companies that i have to work with you know like asking questions but uh yeah no i, I did expect it what was the hardest thing that you went through in that year and a half like what <laughs> like what what really challenged you as you know mm -hmm. well i actually as of January 1st, took a step yeah. back from the company. Yeah. And it's still continuing. My sister's still doing it. Her name's Stephanie Lee. Mm -hmm. She's incredible. She's the most inspiring person. She we'll was. Get her, we'll get her on here too. <laughs> yeah. Should have had, I thought I was like, I should have had both of you at the same time. Yeah. Well, that next now, time. now our story is like a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely have her on because her story is incredible. But yeah, she, my biggest thing was basically knowing that being in cookie was something that I needed to do for myself. Yeah. And I think that every single day I had to wake up because if I didn't, the, the business would fail, but it wasn't me waking up with that desire to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and then it felt, it feels different than the challenges I've been through before. Like for example, training to be a spin instructor, it, I didn't care if my body was broken being in the Equinox prodigy competition. Like my body was put through the ringer. My mind is put through the ringer. I was so 
drained, but it was a drain that felt incredible. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But the drain that I was feeling from Cookie, it felt different this time. And I, I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and it, it takes a lot of asking yourself brutally honest questions and being like, is this actually serving you? Because I've been telling everybody and, and actually you go through this point. I think a lot of people, when they preach something so with so much conviction, but then challenge kind of changes you. And that's the whole point, right? When you yeah. go through the challenge, it changes you. So when that challenge changes you in a way that you didn't expect, you have to be honest with yourself and say, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm not feeling this as much as I was before, or I'm feeling it, but it's different. Does it serve me? Mm. Right? These are the questions that I had to kind of ask myself in the last half of a year. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I got to know myself pretty well because I'm so used to working crazy hours i'm so used to hustling and grinding and i thought to myself am i just getting lazy you know yeah (laughs) they do you ask yourself like is it that i just can't handle it and then i think no because i think every person every human can handle whatever they're going through if they're meant to do it Mm. right there's energy that comes that's different you can be tired you can have that that drain, but it, it'll feel great. Right. And you have to kind of, identify. if it's aligned with a bigger purpose that you actually, absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. And that's, I'm really, this is why this is really cool because you, you've had this awareness and that's okay. You know, you don't have to, just because you, you decide to start on an entrepreneurial journey in this and you decide that, Hey, like I want to pivot this way. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of life. There's no point of, and, and, you know, your sister's still doing it. So that's great. But it's like, you shouldn't have to keep doing something that doesn't feel aligned with you. And that's a beautiful thing is like to have that awareness, Mm -hmm. you know, you've learned, you've done it. You're like, huh, wait a minute. This isn't aligned with, I'm, you know, when you're doing something that doesn't feel right, it does feel more draining. Like that's why a lot of people do jobs every day that they hate. And then they're, they, they're, they're angry and they're depressed. But when you're doing it's like, I can relate to you because with podcasting, what I'm doing, I, you know, it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Like the day will go by and I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I'm like cheating the system. I feel like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even work, like yeah. like, but it is. But you when you're, when you're working towards something that actually is aligned with your values and you actually really, really enjoy it, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to put your, your body and your mind through it, you know? Absolutely. And <clears throat> like we have these incredible minds that can be put towards so much good and just because you set yourself on a on an amazing why or amazing purpose if it's not meant for you it might not feel good even though it's an incredible why like i think about cookie and i think about this cookie can literally change the world anybody can eat it it's allergen free it's got you know it's gluten-free dairy-free soy-free nut-free plant-based it's got tons of protein made with real ingredients. And I just think about it and I think, oh my gosh, I know why I put my heart and soul into this. I know why I put all of my energy into it because it's an incredible product and it's going to blow up and it could change the world. And I think to myself, and you know what? Ego comes into it as well, especially when you're making a decision like this, because I thought I got to a point where I, I realized if I stay in this, it's not because it's good for me. It's because of my ego. It's because I don't want to say I gave up. It's because I want to be a part of this incredible company. You know, it's ego kind of drives it as well. 
and I had to strip away the ego. I had to strip away kind of everything I, I brainwashed myself to believe in a sense of, you know, this is your dream. It put it on your wall. It can't come down. You got to grind. You got to keep going. If it's challenging, go for it. And, you know, I listen to all these inspiring people. But the thing is that why, that dream, it's their dream. It might not be your dream. It might yeah. not align with everybody. That dream may change. You never know, right? Yeah. So I kind of had to go through that and strip away the voices, strip away the brainwashing I had gone through and come right back to my core, mm. like my soul. What was my soul meant to do here? And I think my soul was meant to go through that experience of course. And, and, and support it and build a foundation in the way that I could because I'm giving something to the world that I really believe in, but maybe it's not meant to be there forever, right? Mm -hmm. So I've asked this question to people before and I always love when it pops up in my head because it's one of my favorite questions. It's like, when do you know whether you should just, it's just a bump in the road, you just got to push forward or it's time to pivot to a different direction. Like it's time to realize, hey, this, this isn't for me anymore. Or, you know, like when is that? Because a lot of people, sometimes people quit too soon before yeah. they have the success. Some people stay in it too long and make themselves unhappy. Well, where's that happy medium? What would you suggest to people that are following something, but they're like, this, this thing, this isn't feeling right. You know, when do you know when to pivot? For me, it's, it's an energy thing. You have yeah. to really have a strong relationship with yourself. And I, it, it's interesting because I've definitely gone through life not listening to my intuition. It's, it's a gut feeling, you know, and I think a lot of the times people go to people, ask questions, should I keep going? Should I stay in it? It, can, it applies to anything in your life, whether it's- You want to get that reassurance, right? Absolutely. And you know, you know yeah. the answer. Yeah, we do. <laughs> right? We always know, don't we? Yeah, just take those questions, put a mirror up to yourself again and ask yourself and be super honest, right? Take away all of, literally think about your mind. And I, I do this in yoga with you guys all the time is, Strip away everything else. When you meditate, think of you. Close your eyes and see you. Not what your parents think, not what your friend thinks, not what your partner thinks. What do you feel? What do you think? And it, it takes many, many, many times of being in that space, of allowing yourself to feel, feeling that energy, understanding who you are. And then all of a sudden, everything gets a little clearer. You can feel that energy, feel that vibe even more intensely. And in anything that I've gone through in life and in a decision that I've, where I've had to pivot, it's like a switch. You know, I'll think, so, I'll think, I'll think, I'll introspect, introspection, introspection. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is the answer. I need to just stop wasting time like meditating on this when every single time I meditate, I see the same vision or I see the same thing or I feel the same thing. Yeah. But it's not asking other people, right? It, it's coming into you. And I think that's, that's a problem that we always have. Is, and, and I think that listening to other people's stories, listening to my story, it's not about copying me and what I'm doing. If you're being challenged, and whoever's listening, if you're being challenged in your business just because I'm leaving because I didn't feel good doesn't mean that you're going to leave, right? Mm -hmm. What you take away from my experience is feeling 
and knowing and listening to you, coming back to you, right? It's, it's not copying others. It's just understanding your own voice and not listening and being your voice being drowned out by everybody else's. Yeah. And I remember you telling me when we, I ran into you at the gym, I think it was before Christmas, you, mm-hmm. were, you were telling me that you just felt out of balance because you get to have, you know, when you're doing these things, like I tell people this all the time too, you need to have these different things in your life to balance you out, you know, like your yoga and mm-hmm. some sort of exercise and some sort of meditation, mindfulness. Like, you know, I like to box. If you can't, if you can't do those things, it's like you're go- there's too much of that one thing and it ends up just you and somebody like yourself or like me that have kind of peeled back those layers and tapped into those different things and seen the results of what they can do, how they, how they add to, they, they make you more of a well-rounded person when it goes back to being unbalanced and you take those things away, it doesn't feel good. Right. And I remember you telling me that and I was like, yeah, like sometimes when you're as an entrepreneur, People want to just like do the hustle, 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 hustle. But sometimes it's actually closing. It's like turning off the tap of abundance too. It's like you need to have things that are going to allow that creativity or the everything to open up, yeah. right? And if you, you tighten up too much and you get stressed about this idea of this entrepreneur and you want to do this, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Right. So it's so important to have that. Do you think that you would have had this realization if let's say you didn't live such a balanced life? Like if you didn't do yoga and spin, would you have been able to even, do you think that's helped to allow you to be able to like sit back and look at it from, you know, an outside perspective instead of like getting caught in, you know, just wanting to succeed so badly? Yeah. I think it's, it's easier for me because I'm forced to do yoga, to practice yoga. I'm forced to take spin classes and, and that's my, that's my other job. Right. So I'm forced to do it. But if I didn't have those things in my life, I probably would have stuck in it longer, but oh, it's hard to say, cause I, I haven't experienced the other end of it. But if I didn't, I probably would have stayed there, but you can only stay in something so long that doesn't mm. feel right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like a relationship too. I was thinking that, yeah, Yeah. it's when you're in a relationship and you're going day by day by day by day by day, yeah, you can choose to stay in it when it's not right for you. But again, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. the answer's there, you know it, it's right there inside of you. You wake up every day kind of knowing that truth and it almost makes you feel like a phony, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's that, that feeling of not being authentic, not being real. And if you've lived any part in your life, especially when we're, when we're young, you know, you, when you're young, you, you feel so authentic. You don't have voices inside your head. You don't have as many, let's say, insecurities because you're comparing yourself yet. It's, you're very real and raw and authentic. Go back to that place, right? Yeah. Think about what it feels like to be real. And then start picturing your, your other options. You know, for example, being in Cookie, I had to really think, okay, what would my life look like without cookie? And it's a hard place to go because it feels like you're being negative. Why would I even imagine not being a part of the business that I created? Why in my mind, I thought at first that's giving up. And then I had to, it was, I owed it to myself to even just think, what would it be? How would it feel? And would it serve me? And then it's almost like you kind of 
slowly feel this energy of weight lift, but it's just for a moment. And then you go back into your grind Mm -hmm. and then you go, Oh, this doesn't feel good. Okay. Let's do it again. Let's meditate on it again. And you know what? You don't have to do yoga. You don't have to be in spin class. It can simply be while you're going to sleep or while right when you wake up or when you're taking a shower, you know, you don't have to, a lot of people might think, oh, I have to do yoga now to, to get my thing. That's everybody, everybody, you have to, you have to do yoga. <laughs> you have to now. And come to my class. I talk know? about <laughs> it all the time. I, I, I tell people, I'm like, yoga in 2019 changed my life. Yeah. It changed my life. And if anybody's like me, we're come from a high strung, you know, family growing up and playing you know, hockey and weights. And then all of a sudden you slow down and you have something like yoga. Oh man, it's essential for me. I say to everybody, get your ass in a yoga studio <laughs> because everybody needs this. But yeah, yeah. that's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, give it a try. Right. Yeah. But at the very least, if you're not in a place in your life where you've made the time, you know, carving out time in your busy schedule, especially if you're an entrepreneur at the moment, that can seem so daunting. Mm-hmm. So even just 10 minutes just to reflect, stare out a window, look at some water, like listen to some really relaxing music and do some introspection. It doesn't need to take a long time. I've made huge decisions, fast, pivoted really fast, like clearing this out or I'm going to do this. You know, you make these decisions really fast, but it's, it's not, it's the quality. I want to say that it's, it's the quality of your introspection. You can go to a yoga class and not be into it and leave with zero, you know, relief. True. But if you have that mindset, of course, having an instructor lead you through that kind of shift, that kind of um, energy, that's huge. And that's why we both love it because when you kind of just let yourself be in the presence of somebody else who's holding that space, it makes a really big difference. When you're doing it by yourself, you have to be the creator of that space, right? Mm. So I think that's why we like going to a class and also sharing that energy with other people. That's why I love group fitness because yeah. it's, it's not just you. It, it's, it's so much more and we are energy. So when we're around other people's energy, it, it makes a difference. But yeah, you don't, you don't need necessarily, there's no like specific solution. For sure. For sure. Right? I fought yoga for the longest time. I remember saying <laughs> like, I remember back in 2007, I tried Bikram. That was like, okay. And I just recently watched the documentary. So oh, holy <laughs> shit. Anyway. So I remember 2007 in kits, I went to the studio and it was the first time I ever did it. And it was so hot. And then I'm getting yelled at and I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I was like, is this yoga? And then I was scared of it for so long. And that's what that was. And then I tried it again and it was very challenging for me. And then finally things have gotten, everybody listen, things have gotten way softer in yoga and it's way better experience. It's not like that anymore. It's, it's not any, it's like a completely different thing. But after a while I, I just tried it and I, I hated it. And then one day I was like, I got over that hump yeah. and I was like, Oh my God, where was this before? <laughs> and then it just, I just got through it because as some of the poses, I remember I must've just gone to these hard classes and it was just yeah. so, you know, coming from a, a, a typical like male, you know, I'm tough. I can bench press this. I can squat that. And then I can't even hold my leg up. It's like, <laughs> 
it really hurts your ego. And I was like, whoa, it really, even Joe Rogan talks about this. It's like, he talks about, it really brings you, allows you to align up, line up and really just, I don't know. It, it humbles you. It does. And it eventually I got over that hurdle and it's, it's been amazing. And yeah, I, I, I think those things, I think everybody has their own way of kind of having these realizations in their life. But I think most don't slow down. They don't have a slow down practice where it's like, okay, we need to take time to process, right? It's, we're on our phones, we're running around, and a lot of people are just so stimulated mm-hmm. with, with, with things and food and crap that they don't even allow themselves to think and just be able to sit back and breathe. And whether that's with meditation or yoga, I think it's just so important to slow down. Mm-hmm. No, allow yourself that because that should be scheduled into your day because it's only going to make you a better person. And I know this from my own thing, being a high strung, stressed person, mm-hmm. right? And to be able to go deep within and just have that reflection is just so important. It's you know? powerful. And yeah. I think that's why I, when I start our, our, every practice, I always start it, go on your back let your yourself be really open mm. close your eyes and breathe and let yourself land on the mat because i know that even myself you're just always on the go it takes time it yeah. takes at least five minutes before you can even start introspection you know people sit there for a minute nothing's happening <laughs> what do i gotta do tonight what do i gotta do yeah oh, like, <laughs> what am i gonna eat like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, me too. Even myself in yoga, I go, oh my gosh, I forgot this today or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it takes that time of just allowing yourself to be. And that's the other thing I want to touch on in yoga is that do not ever judge yourself for not being able to do a pose yeah. or, you know, not going deep. So there's some days you can go a little bit deeper. There's some days you won't. And you yes. have to know your body and you have to be okay with it. And you have to kind of think, I might not be that person over there in the front row, but I'm doing great right here. And the other yeah. thing too is, I, so I learned yoga from Ian Finn of Blissology. And his whole thing is sustainable yoga. And this is why I did it with him because I, I wanted to do sustainable. I didn't want to go, you know, push yourself this far and like make sure that you have these straight lines, et cetera, et cetera, you know. And I'm sure you've noticed in my classes, I'm all about sustainability. Yeah. I never tell you to push or, or go where you can't go. And yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that bothers me about yeah. what society has said about yoga. And for you, I mean, you, you lost out on years of wanting, of doing the practice because of yeah. one bad experience. So, you know, find somebody that, that you're comfortable with, whether it's like checking out their Instagram first, seeing what they're about, and then going to a class and never having judgment. And I'm going to say this too, is anybody practicing yoga, they're worried about their own practice. They're not worried about yours. Mm-hmm. So you might think that they're looking at you, but they're not, you know, yeah. that's, that's the other thing. You know what I find really cool too, is every class is different and every person teaches different. Mm-hmm. Some days if I look, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle their class. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but you know, during it, I'm like swearing in my head. I'm like, oh, but then after I'm like, oh, there's, it, I'm so glad. But there has been days where even at Equinox, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I know I'm going to feel good after that class, but I just, I just can't do it today. <laughs> I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I just, that I can't push myself through that, that, 
that routine because I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's funny, but always, I always feel better after. So it's, uh, so, okay. As far as your entrepreneurial journey. So now, you know, you're also putting on a retreat in Bali in in the new year, right? Which is really exciting. Do you see yourself as taking kind of what you've learned with the cookie company as an entrepreneur and sort of creating your own sort of, you know, personal brand business with retreats and, and all that kind of stuff. Like walk us through like what you, what you're wanting to do as an entrepreneur, or is that even something you want to do anymore? Yeah. So I have a retreat planned for Bali. I'm really, really excited. I, I chose Bali a, because I put a poll out and a lot of people said that they were interested in Bali, but I did my yoga teacher training there. I spent a month in Bali and while I was in Bali, I had this crazy transformation. It's if you've been to Bali, have you been to Bali? Yeah, it's the best. It's It's the most peaceful tranquility I've ever. There's there's this weird mat, like not weird, amazing magic. In Ubud. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's the, that's the, the, uh, the center of the, yeah. Bali, but if you go towards the outside where's where I'm going it's like beach land it holds a special place in my heart because I had just a crazy transformation there where I felt all this darkness and all this you know this heaviness that I kept inside me for so long while being while living in the city and when you take yourself out of your everyday your busyness your tunnel vision mm-hmm. your routine and you take yourself out and you go somewhere like Bali where it's just this uplifting undeniable energy transformation is bound to happen so I had such a profound experience there that I wanted to give that same experience to other people so that's why I started the retreats it was something I wanted to do immediately upon coming back from Bali and I ended up doing cookie instead and then cookie became my life which is amazing I'm not saying that that's not bad that was a bad thing but I actually, we were on the podcast Half Dozen Hospitality by Brad Barnachuk, and he interviews anybody that touches food. And Stephanie and I were both there, and he asked a question at the end, what's something you haven't done before? And mine was retreats. And he goes, okay, when? <laughs> like, if I put something out there, I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to pull back or cancel or whatever. So I said, I'm going to do a retreat sometime in the summer of 2020. He goes, okay, great. Looking forward to, to seeing it. <laughs> so awesome. I left and I, I realized, oh my goodness, I have barely any time to plan this. So I go ahead on Instagram. I keep myself accountable. I posted about it. I said, where do you want to guys want to go? Okay. I decided Bali. Okay. I'm going to have a website up in a week. <laughs> that is insane timeline, but I did yeah. it. But I, I found myself staying up till 3 a.m., I would teach all day, do cookie all day, and then I'd come home and I'd sit there till 3 a.m. and I'd do it because it was something that felt right to me and something that felt so good to me. So, and that's what I'm talking about, that energy. Mm-hmm. I may have only gotten three hours of sleep that night and had a full work day the next day, but I will do it again because it feels so right. right. So retreats is something I will think I will always do, whether whatever direction I take myself in, even just local ones. I wanted to do Bowen Island here in Vancouver, which I think a lot of people, it's more accessible to people, Mm -hmm. but I would have to wait till fall. And I said Mm -hmm. summer. So I had to do Bali because Bali could happen in the summer. Um, But in terms of everything else, I'm starting to teach more at Hustle. I'm teaching the extra class at Equinox. I'm teaching at Spin Society a lot, but I actually think I might go back to school. 
Really? Something I thought I would never say or do. Oh, wow. Right? The S word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about that. (laughs) It's funny because I, and it was an epiphany I had over Christmas break. Really? Because... I, I went home and I, I kind of had a retreat at my parents' house. <laughs> I took some work. I had admin and, and whatnot, but I wasn't teaching and I wasn't working on cookie at that point. And I just thought to myself, what do I really want to do? And again, coming back to like who I am, I thought I really almost every day look back at pressing no to solder and going, I wish I had background, like a deeper knowledge about business, not the knowledge that you learn by doing, but the knowledge that's taught it by people who've done it in like a school setting where I sit down and I live and breathe it. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's done in a, in a system way where I actually thrive off of. A lot of people don't thrive off of school settings. I get that. But when I was in school and I took business, I loved learning about, I know this is crazy, but I loved learning about accounting. I loved learning about organizational behavior. I loved learning about macro and microeconomics. Like that's, that, all of that information really got me going because it was just knowledge about how the world works and how business works. So then when Cookie came about and I didn't know the financials of things and I had to ask so many people for just what I thought should be simple things that I want to know. I thought I disappointed myself because I didn't have that knowledge. And I thought it's not too late. I can mm-hmm. go back. I can easily take classes. So for sure. So I'm going to go back. And the the funny thing is now I, I look back at all those courses. I look at the course load that I'm going to be taking and it excites me. And I, I, I look at those classes differently. It's not just a check, a, like a checklist to get my degree. It's more of, I want to know because I want to have this knowledge up here so that if I decide to start a business one day or maybe even just help other businesses. Yeah. 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 It's it's not going to hurt you to have the the better business knowledge. I mean, a lot of it's, I mean, yeah, I remember going to BCIT doing Mm -hmm. that uh, marketing management program. It was crazy, but it was like, I went there and all the courses you're saying, it is very interesting, but if you're, you have to, for myself, I wasn't a good student. So I had like seven courses in one semester and it was like, I failed because it was too much, too much. Like, especially I was working, but like, I think it is important. I think it's, I've even thought of it too. Like in the past, I'm like, hmm, it would be smart to know some of the, some of the things, just the back end stuff that, that would be useful. Right. But when you have, when you had a product or now where you're actually in the business world, it makes it more relatable to go now and learn because you're like, ah, the real life stuff, I've seen it. So now I understand. But when you're young, you don't know. You're just like, I'm just learning this to like, or just anytime, unless if you don't have that experience of the real world, sometimes you don't take it as seriously. You know, so, so now you're going back, you're going to be like, oh, I remember having to deal with this. Now I'm learning it. So that's pretty cool. And it, it excites me. Like I, I went as far as looking at all of the course descriptions and it, it got me going. So I thought, okay, I get this excitement. I should be doing it. You know, if I didn't do it, I would be disservice. It would be a disservice to myself and my soul. For sure. And you don't know who you're going to meet or what's going to come out of that too, right? There's so many, so many cool things. So yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and and having a chat because this is really important. You know, not, not every, everything is life isn't linear, you know? 
Mm -hmm. It'll zig you and you want to zag. And sometimes (laughs) this entrepreneurial journey is like, you can just like anything, you, you take the lesson, you learn, and then you move on, you do something else. And, and that's great. And who knows like what you can create now. That's yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, for, for sure. So where can everybody check you out if they want to, uh, to find you and, you know, look for your, your stuff, your retreats, cookies, all that stuff? Yeah, my website is emilylee.co and my Instagram is emilylee.co as well. So <laughs> pretty easy. My retreats up there, Conscious Cookie Co. is the cookie company. Again, Instagram, we're working on a website right now. We're working on a rebrand going to be really new and exciting for 2020 some changes happening yeah that's cool. and if anybody's in vancouver that wants the best cycle <laughs> class they want the best yoga tell where where can they find you my instagram and if you send me a dm <laughs> and tell me that you found me on lance's <laughs> podcast i'll give you a free class <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people will be interested in 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 the cookie too i think like you know Everyone's always oh, yeah. looking for a, a tasty treat that's for you know, sure. healthy, right? So, and we do pop ups around the city all the time. We're going to awesome. be at the Gluten Free Expo. Cool. Good so, for you. Check us out there. Awesome. Well, yeah. good stuff. Again, thank you very much. We'll have everything in the show notes for people to check you out and follow you. And you're always such a bright light. So, I really, really appreciate it. And just so everybody knows, we have a yoga class in an hour and what is that? Or a couple hours, three hours. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. It's two. Yeah, <laughs> you scared me. How long did we talk? You're like, your <laughs> eyes went up. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I was thinking of your two o'clock class or which class is it? Two oh, o'clock one o'clock. One o'clock. You okay. guys, everyone listening, Lance was my, is my regular student <laughs> every Tuesday. No fail. He's right there in the front. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a lie, but no, well, I was, okay. I was. maybe in the last two months, it's yeah. kind of dropped off, but <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I just, um, you know, I lose track of time and I, I just, it's always, I don't, I, I'm the opposite of you. I don't plan things like I should, and I should be more of a planner, but I'm kind of like, Oh, I feel like yoga. What time is it? Shit. I missed that class. All right. <laughs> That's how I, and I need to be more organized, but I'm very like spur of the moment. Right. But you were really great there for a while though. I was, yeah. Well, I didn't have a, as much going on as far right. as like other stuff. So, but yeah, well, I'm um, coming today. It'll be great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lance. Emily Lee, you. everybody. Appreciate <laughs> you too. Thanks everybody. Connect with Emily on social media. We have all her information in the show notes. Check her out. Check out her retreat. She is a breath of fresh air. If you ever get a chance to do her yoga class or spin class, you won't regret it. She's amazing. And I'm truly blessed to have her as a friend in my life. She's awesome. And she will brighten your day. So check her out, all that good stuff. Leave us a review, subscribe, share this with a friend, whatever you guys do, it really, really helps. Have a great day, everybody. Catch you next time.